0: Log Talk Radio.
1: And now, here's your host, William Powell, the king of DC media.
2: Good evening, dear listeners. Tonight, my guest is Ben Lowe, who plays Bob Younger, a gunfighter who rode with Jesse James, on The American West, which airs Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on AMC. You can find him on Facebook at handle Benjamin Lowe. that's Benjamin, L-O-E-H, or you can find him on imdb.com. So I see he's on the line, so let me go ahead and just bring him right on in. William, how you doing? Good evening, Ben. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. How you doing? Excellent, excellent. Okay, I'm going to plunge right in. So, I know that uh, the American West was filmed in Utah. So, how is that for a location?
0: Oh, Utah was beautiful. It was unexpectedly beautiful. It was one. It's one of those states where I never really thought about going to until this occurred. And I actually didn't know I was going to Utah until about four days before we left. So, it was all kind of for the moment. And, you know, luckily I had an open schedule for the filming. So... It was just, where's my ticket? Get on plane and go. And Utah itself was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, we were outside of Park City, Utah, which is more north. So it was very mountainous. Um, it wasn't like the uh, the arid desert kind of Utah, which is down south. But we were up north, and um, it was gorgeous. Nice,
2: uh, very, nice. So where did they, uh, they put you up?
0: Uh, we stayed at, oh, man, what was the name of that hotel? It was a... Uh, Hotel, but it was done by Doubletree. Doubletree had bought the hotel out. The the Yarrow was where we stayed. The Yarrow by Doubletree. Very nice hotel. Top-of-the-line service, all down the line. It was uh it was great. It was great. We stayed out there for a couple weeks and got a chance to uh, hang out in town, down in Park City down there in, uh, in the uh, downtown area. Uh, they call it Main Street. And uh, hit the restaurant, hit the bars, had a good time, hit the pool at the hotel after their shoots. So, It was great. We had some hot days, so hot days, sweaty days. We're beating each other up, so it was nice to have the pool and the jacuzzi good so after the shoot was up.
2: (laughs) So now what kind of research did you do to play uh, Bob Younger?
0: Uh, The research for Bob Younger, unfortunately, there wasn't very much I could find. I did some online research. I hit some of the local libraries in Northern Virginia here. Um, There was more info on... Bob Younger and Cole Younger were brothers that were part of Jesse James gang, so right mm-hmm. much more information available on jesse james, Frank James uh, as the uh, the two leaders of the gang and so basically we delved into you know Jesse James, Frank James, and found the Youngers through searching for those guys. Um, and I actually have a neighbor of mine that's from Missouri, which is where uh, all this kind of takes place historically, right? So he gave me a little bit of input on, you know, the way they talked in Missouri and how they did things and stuff like that. So he was a good uh, resource for me. Oh, nice!
2: I keep thinking of that film back in nineteen eighty. I was I was a young man, well, a teenager actually. Uh, the Long Riders, and that was about Jesse James. That was uh, that was quite a movie back then
0: yeah yeah I like all those old westerns it's uh They're all pretty neat to watch, and um I always love the backdrops. The backdrops are always uh wonderful, and Utah provided that for uh for this particular shoe. you know all that uh southwestern u s kind of backdrop um where the gunslingers are doing their thing, but you got the mountains in the background and everything all that's uh uh definitely a um positive image in my head as far as watching movies. Oh, nice, nice.
2: All right, all right. So um, so did they teach you how to shoot and ride or did you already know?
0: Um, as far as the shooting side of things goes, um, I've grown up with guns in our family for years, so the shooting wasn't a big issue. Uh the riding I've ridden periodically over my life. Now for the uh for this shoot when I got casted, um, I told them that I was probably in between like a uh, beginner and intermediate, just because it had been a couple of years since I had ridden, and um, and so they signed me up because I guess I had the knowledge to uh, to do it, and I had a couple friends. I live and work on a horse farm, so being around horses aren't isn't really an uncomfortable position for me. So uh, so I'm around horses all the time, and uh, I have a couple friends that train horses and are professional riders themselves. So I got some tips and pointers from them. And then uh the production provided uh some training as well for the for the horse riding. So all around it was pretty good. We had um the horses performed wonderfully except for one day on the shoot where my horse was giving me a little bit of trouble. Um <laughs> but their horses, what they're horses, what are you gonna do? You know, they weigh half a ton. Yeah, so. horses and kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a long day for that uh for that shoot and my horse had the most action that day, so at one point you know, a couple hours in, he just kind of gave up on me. Um, but we worked it. You know, it's film. We can work around it.
2: Nice, nice. So now uh, I'm going to ask you a hypothetical. If you grew up in the same circumstances as Bob Younger, do you think you might be an outlaw?
0: It was a, it was an odd time back then, um, especially in that, that area of the country as well. Uh, yeah, I think I would, you know, it's, a, it's kind of an easy way to get, kind of an easy way to get money if you have the knowledge to do the things that they did. Um, you know, I guess they didn't have the, uh, FBI tracking and stuff that they have nowadays, I guess, until the Pinkertons come in. Pinkertons show up, uh, later on in the series here. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but at the time, I mean, uh, these guys, they kind of felt disillusioned this, this post-Civil War period, and, um, some felt that this was, uh, one of the only ways to provide for their families and, uh, you know, I mean, break it down to a situation like that where it's a, a survival situation and, um, you know, you, you somewhat sympathize with these guys at certain times. Now, Jesse James himself, uh, one thing has touched on on the AMC website is uh, did he have uh, uh, PTSD from his experiences in the Civil War, uh, which is touched yeah. on, in, I believe, episodes one and two. Um, and that's always kind of an interesting subject where we're taking these mental issues that affect us nowadays that we have more information on, you know, studying brains and everything, and kind of looking back into history and seeing if these historical figures that were, you know, kind of crazy and, you know, off the wall, um, if they suffered from these same mental issues that we suffer from nowadays, where we actually have a name for it rather than back then where they just didn't know he was just some crazy guy? Um, you know, so that's an interesting subject to touch on, uh, and a good article on the uh, AMC website that that kind of focuses on that, especially now with uh, uh, you know, with all the action going on, where soldiers coming back with PTSD and and uh, you know mental issues in the country right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, how has the role uh, changed your career?
0: Um, it's been pretty good Uh, I'm not like a starring role in the show I'm more of a supporting character uh, which is why I didn't know I was going to Utah I thought that was just all the lead roles only were going out there Uh, but apparently I was more of a supporting character than I thought I was and uh, you know that's why we went out there and uh, just the experience is wonderful Uh, it's uh, kind of a high profile show it's on AMC which is a good network and um, and the the images from it have been wonderful as far as the wardrobe, the makeup. Um uh the whole operation was just uh, top notch uh you know A plus from the crew, from the cast, every everybody worked really hard and um and with Robert Redford's name attached to it, it's um pretty high profile. And then the some of the narrators involved in the show also make it somewhat high profile. Um and it has changed my career. I've been getting, uh, you know, better parts lately and, and offers for better roles and stuff. So I've been doing some, uh, some lead roles and some indie flicks and everything that's kind of been uh, in uh, production now and post-production and even some that are in pre-production. Uh, but um, I actually had some autograph requests, which is a weird thing. That's that's kind of a <laughs> an, an odd thing for an actor is his first couple autograph requests. So yeah you know, that's nice. always one which I, I guess I guess I need more pictures printed out <laughs>
2: <laughs> awesome man that's great that's great. I'm glad to hear that okay, then I think we got a – the the uh switchboard is just lighting up man so uh, we got a call here from uh six two two uh so six two two i'm gonna when I say you're on the air, just uh, come on introduce yourself and ask a question all right, six two two, hello, you're on the air.
1: Ben this is Charles I was just wondering about the wardrobe and how hot it was during your production out there oh how hot it was yeah
0: it it was pretty hot we had some hot days and um in Utah well we filmed for a couple weeks in West Virginia as well and then uh before taking production out to Utah uh there were some hot days and that wardrobe was pretty unforgiving at times I felt bad for the wardrobe staff just because you know you got a bunch of uh Bunch of guys. It was a it was a dude heavy show. So you got a bunch of guys coming up off the set, just kind of throwing a bunch of sweaty, wet clothes at them. Uh, luckily, we had a, plenty of backups. Um, but the wardrobe for these historical figures, it's all very thick, you know, wool and stuff like that. Um, uh, they were they look really cool, uh, but yeah, they were pretty hot to film. It. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So um, is this the type of role that you'd like to continue doing, like Western-type roles, or do you have any preference?
0: Um, I don't have a preference. I kind of run the gamut. Um, I do the more intense roles pretty good I've learned over the past two years doing this full-time. So just any roles that are kind of more intense. Um, The criminal roles are always fun to play, the bad guy roles. It's always uh, fun to play the bad guy because you just get to go around like a badass all day and, uh, you know, do the things that these guys do. Um, I would definitely be interested in doing the Western again. It it was uh, definitely a learning experience, and um, especially with the horse riding and stuff like that, uh, all that stuff was just a ton of fun. And doing it with the people that I did it with, um, the whole cast was uh, just very talented up and down the line. And uh, when we were on set, the chemistry was wonderful. And off set, we added to that chemistry uh, by hanging out together, going out to the bars, getting some food and drinks and stuff like that. So um, definitely, I'd definitely be interested in doing a Western again.
1: That sounds great, because uh, nice. I, also, I also know that you can uh, be a really good detective, too, you know, when we did Paper Pushers.
0: Oh, Charles. Yeah, What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? You're my partner. Well, I'm doing real fine. Yeah. I was Paper up on House was of cards right. yesterday. Paper Pushers was okay. It, it, it was uh, still a short. You know, I still think that we could work a work a detective crew into a uh, full length feature. But um,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, the chemistry. We got good chemistry. It's all about that, and uh, the audience can see that chemistry when they watch whatever it is. It's on TV. Uh yep. You know, it's, it's it's pretty apparent and. Yeah, that's why you got some movies that on paper look really good and then um, for whatever reason just doesn't translate to uh, the theater or the big screen or any screen. Uh, And then then you got some that kind of, you know, slide under the radar as far as promotions and marketing for it, but then they turn out really good. And a lot of that has to do with the chemistry and the actors, the crew, the the, the cast, Uh, the director's important. You know, you got uh, some directors that, people just click with and every time an actor works
1: with that director uh it turns out to be magic so you know that chemistry is very important
0: for any film set
1: oh absolutely and i got it just that i felt really honored and uh enjoyed the working with you because i you know your professionalism and how much fun we had and you know we've worked in the past it's it's been great and uh, i would definitely look forward to working with you again someday Definitely, Charles. We nice. yeah, had a
0: good time. Uh, we just sit there and talk nonsense all day. That's fun, man. Then we get down to business when they, <laughs> when they say action. I mean, that's it doesn't get any better than that. Sit there and laugh until they say action, and then we uh,
1: get to work. So,
3: that's uh, I like the way the
1: next just came out. And uh, and yeah, we'll be talking about doing something in the future. Sure, and I think our Dexter episode is going to be coming out uh, in the next month or two. Is it? You know, for a copycat.
0: Yeah, copycat killers.
1: Yep. Uh, that should be okay. And basically, William, just to give you a
0: background, we first met on Copycat, on Copycat Killer set where we uh, uh-huh. just kind of had a a, a a brief role as a detective duo that was investigating, uh, you know, some crazy guy and um, and just uh, lots of ad libs and improv involved in what we were doing, and just the way we were bouncing off each other, it just felt really good. And and you know, at the end of that shoot, we looked at each other and said, Hey, we should do this again someday. So fast forward to a couple months later, and we both signed on to do a uh, a short as a detec- as a detective duo, and uh, and we rocked that one too. So yeah, definitely. Uh, Charles is a uh, is good guy in my
1: books. Best luck awesome. to you. Good luck. Hey, thanks, Charles. Thank Take you it for easy calling, day.
2: Charles. Okay, so the switchboards are lighting up. They're lighting up, so we have some other people dialing in here. So let's go ahead and get. Uh, Number four five. I'm sorry, four nine five four zero seven. So uh, I'm going to bring you on, and then uh, I'm going to bring you on. Just uh, introduce yourself and ask your question. Okay. So four nine five four zero seven. You are on the air. Hello.
3: Hello. Hi. How are you?
2: Good. Pretty good. How you doing? I have a question.
3: I do have a question. You talked about wardrobe. Can you talk some more about makeup? Because that's quite interesting to me, how you can look one way in one show and one way in another show.
0: Um, it's, uh, it's very cool how they're able to do that, um, it's, uh, especially for this one in particular, uh, just because, well, A, the makeup staff on, uh, on this show was, again, just top-notch. So I can't say enough about the wardrobe and the makeup staff um they uh they really did work on this show uh if you can if you've seen the show you can tell that we're all we all look just dirty as hell i mean we're just caked in mud we're we're dirty you know we've been riding for weeks on the on the planes and everything else uh and that was all due to the makeup staff Joan jones and um and and that whole crew amy Watford. they did a great job with uh with the makeup uh in general the makeup's uh, pretty interesting uh from film or, or project to project, uh just because some you want to, you know, some they take more on you, others they do less. Uh luckily they typically don't do very much for me, which I don't know what that says, but um uh but for this one they they, you know, did uh take on the dirt. It was a on on ongoing joke with uh, the cast was uh we need more dirt. Yeah, you know, we're not we're not clearly we're not good
2: enough.
0: <laughs> oh wow. And uh um, that was a, that
2: and, was a note. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and uh this was done by Stephen David Entertainment and uh this was my third um production with them and um and in each one they they have kind of a certain style to them. and uh during filming as far as they lots well, of smoke machines to to give off a certain vibe and uh and this was the same thing uh, throughout all of them. Where if a character needs to be dirty, they have no problem making that guy dirty. Uh, same thing with uh, they did American <laughs> Speed, which was on uh, CNT. They were um, filming that when we were filming uh, out in Utah. And you see some of the, some of the guys uh, that filmed on that one. William, you know, Dallas White. Dallas White was in that one. And um, oh yeah. And you know you see some of these guys. My buddy Brandon. Uh, they they take them. Well, we got the dirt. So, this was a racing show, so they got like all the motor oil and and grease and everything so uh it's funny just to work with stephen david and and that crew and get dirty every day every day you're you're going back to the hotel, just banging for a shower
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice, okay, ma'am. Do you have another question? Hello? I guess going, going, gone. Okay. Gone, yeah. We're going All to right. uh eight eight five six three four three. I'm gonna bring you on the line and just uh introduce yourself and uh ask a question when I say that you are on the air. So let me see. Uh network's kinda of slow here, but let me see if we can try this, make sure make sure it works. And here we go. You're in the air. Hey, Ben. Eight five six. Yeah. Hey. Hey, it's Jay. How's it going, buddy? What's going on, Jay? How you doing, bud? Hey, I just want to know, uh, what made you want to change from uh, a steady... From a what? I'm sorry, you got cut off this. Uh, Repeat your question. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. We had a technical... All right, yeah. Uh, Repeat your question. There you go. Yeah. What made you change from... Yeah, I just wanted to know, what made you want to change careers when you had something so stable to go into another career that's really not too stable?
0: Um, there was a couple of factors involved uh, with kind of diving into this. Um, I've been doing – a lot of people don't know I've been doing films since I was about 16 years old. Um, you know, a project here, a project there, once a year, or something like that just to kind of wet my feet, I guess. Um, and basically – it was really kind of a perfect storm of different events. So uh, I used to be in hotel management. I managed hotels for for years. And I worked for a couple of property management companies that kind of just ran me into the ground. It's one of those industries that once they get you on salary, then uh, boom, you know, they're working you. So I went for a couple of years basically working every day, anywhere from 10 to 18 hours a day, every single day and uh kind of mm. lost a lot of uh, personal freedom um at the time. You know, every moment of my life was spent at the hotel, which I love the hotel business and and um and not downgrading that uh, my family's in the travel business and and um and I got a lot of love for it. Uh but on the flip side, uh with different property management companies that I worked with at the time it just left something to be desired. Like, you know, putting forth the effort for people that might not particularly uh, appreciate what you're doing, you know what I mean? Uh so there was that and it seemed like every hotel I switched to was worse than the previous one.
3: <laughs> mm, mm. Uh, no, no. And, and
0: and then uh, uh at the time my father had cancer and uh, and he passed away and Sorry, he was, Sorry. and he was always yeah, you know, I mean it, it was it, it was it, went along as best as it could, I should say. Um, And and so he was always his own boss. And out of the six kids, I'm the youngest, and people always tell me I'm the most like him out of all the six kids, he was always his own boss. And he always seemed to have that personal freedom that a lot of people like to have in life and what I did not have. And um, so that also had a little something to do with it. And then um, my brother... He actually got engaged to his now wife, and he did his bachelor party, and we all went up to Atlantic City, and, and I did pretty good on the blackjack tables, came back with some money and used that as kind of, you know, startup money, and just went with it, just said, screw it, came back from Atlantic City, quit the hotel, kind of did them a little bit dirty because uh, I basically wrote them a note that says, at the end of this shift, I'm out. And, uh, <laughs> but it was a <laughs> But it, but then again, it was the worst property management company I'd ever worked for. So, you know, there was no love <laughs> lost there. Um, yeah. And just kind of broke out on my own and just started doing it. Uh, used that, you know, money from the other tables as a little bit of Head Start money and just started getting it in, man. And, uh, mm. you know, it's the kind of business where if, you, if you're if going at it half-assed, then nothing's going to happen. You know, you've mm-hmm. you got to kind of dive in and uh and just work it grind it, you know it's just one of those things yeah,
2: ben, uh yeah, let me ask you this, so working in the hotel industry, did uh customer service uh skills that you learned on there did that help you at all in uh, acting? I think
0: it did, I mean you know in that kind of business, um, you do have to act, I mean, everybody has their bad days and everything, but that hospitality industry it's something where that's part of the deal. Uh, You know, you have to be nice. You have to be hospitable. I mean, it's right. It's in the name, hospitality. You have to be hospitable. Uh, You know, and that's one thing I, I used to tell my people when I managed and, you know, had employees underneath me was that was the main thing is no matter what happens, we have to be nice to people. And unfortunately I had some people I had to, you know, get rid of fire, whatever you got to do just because Mm. they didn't have that, that attitude. Uh, And, Everybody has their bad days, uh, you, you know. You're gonna have that customer service mentality, that hospitable uh, attitude to succeed in that business. Um, and, but I think it, I think it did, you know, just because you learn how to please people, you learn how to make people happy. The little things, uh, you know, you compliment people, but not just uh, compliment somebody on, hey, you look nice today. No, you, you even if you don't like the necklace this woman's wearing, but you can tell that she likes the necklace that she's wearing, that's a good compliment. Hey, nice necklace. may not be your style, but you can tell that she likes wearing it. So go ahead and compliment her on it. Uh, just how to make people happy. It's all marketing. Uh, luckily, I come from, a again, a family full of salespeople and stuff like that. So this has been training in my head since I was a little kid as far as um, – marketing and, and being a salesperson. Uh, it definitely, it does have an acting aspect to it.
2: Nice. That's nice. cool. cool. Okay. Awesome. Jay, you had another question? Well, thanks a lot, Ben. I appreciate it, man. You're an amazing actor. You're, you're really
0: grinding and I know you're going to be successful. I really appreciate it, Jay. Um, All right, uh, you, you know, keep up and, uh, I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. See ya. Fantastic. Take it easy. All right.
2: Have a good night. All right, so let's move on to uh gangsters. So you're pre production with gangsters, so uh Tell me oh, about man, your role be, this, there.
0: Hey William, it's gonna be something else, man. This this gangsters thing we got going on. It's really gonna be something else. Um basically uh the hype around it's pretty amazing. I'm getting people making phone calls to me and, and hit me up on Messenger asking about it. And we're still in pre production here. We haven't even started filming yet. You know, it's one of these things. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm one of the uh, the lead roles, um, yeah. And basically, I, I'm playing uh, Lieutenant Lucas Walker, and I mm. am the um, the lead uh, cop, the lead officer, uh, investigating a group of gangsters and several gangs mm. at that. Uh, so we're gonna have um, uh, it's gonna be a DC-based uh, picture, uh, feature film. It's gonna be full length, uh, based in DC film in D.C., and it's going to be featuring a lot of D.C. talent. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of names that um, are pretty well-known in this mid-Atlantic area. We're bringing some uh, New York guys down, uh, getting them involved. We're probably going to go up there for some shoots uh, up in New York as well. Uh, but some of the names attached to this are uh, good friends of mine, people that you know I've worked with many times over the years, and uh, just real, real good, talented individuals. Um, I'm going to be honest. This is created by a uh, Marquis Dixon and he contacted me. We've, we've been talking for a couple of years. Um, and he hit me up about it. He kind of saw what was going on as far as, uh, um, with my several previous roles, we got good momentum going here. And, um, the talent that's involved also has good momentum. So we have high hopes going to be really good. Um, Marquis has uh, high standards. So, um, you know, I know him, we, we, we hang out now. We, uh, Talk all the time. He has high standards, and uh, it's going to be really good, man. It's going to be action, uh, gritty. Uh, it's going to be fun to film. Like I said, I like those intense roles, and yeah, I work a very physical style. So uh, that's right. kind of what I'm known for in the area—is working that physical style. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, coming up off a of set with some bumps and bruises, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's going to be good. You know,
2: nice. Any word on the and, budget? Uh,
0: uh not nowhere on the budget quite yet. I'd have to talk to uh Marquis about that. Um, I know it's gonna be a bigger budget than his last one. His last one, uh, that he was in. He had the, the lead role in that called Broken Trust. And I know that he's uh taking a lot of money from that one and putting it towards this one, and then we're gonna get some outside investors and gonna work on a, a good size budget for it and um make make just make sure it's special.
2: Nice. Nice. Is so uh, it going go,
0: to be a, a SAG project I Think. I don't know if it's going to be SAG or not. I guess it's going to be non-union. This one is. Um, okay. I'll, I'll talk to him about doing the doing the SAG stuff, uh, but I think he wants to keep it non-union for right now, uh, just to have. Mm. I, I know how he is, and he likes having, uh, you know, full say over the over the production. Uh, so you know, Marquis is a talented guy. He's got a good brain on him and um, I trust his vision with this one, and, um, and
2: it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Yeah, when are they looking at having the
0: auditions? Uh, let's see here. I think we are in the works of doing a uh, Facebook page, and basically most of the movie has already been cast uh, just off of uh, people that we know through the industry that we uh, specifically contacted, Marquis did, Marquis specifically contacted these folks, and um, it's going to be a bunch of a uh, bunch of cool dudes and hot chicks, man. It's it's you know it's, it's, <laughs> that, that's the basis. It's the basis for any good gangster movie, you know. Uh, man, so we got um, uh we got some some great names attached to it, and um and like I said, we're still in pre production, and I think that he's still trying to figure out roles everybody's playing and and what we're doing. I believe that there's going to be some auditions for maybe some uh, some supporting characters and stuff like that, but all the leads right now to my knowledge have been cast.
2: Awesome. Awesome, man. That's great. So let's talk about uh, musician Rhett Parker. He's he's working with you on a zombie movie. What what's uh what's the deal on that one? Yeah, that's my that's my buddy Rhett, man. Um I grew up with Rhett. Known him for
0: about thirty years and um and he does mostly the music side of things. And he um actually Manages a bunch of models and stuff like that uh, under his, uh, his line, World Class Vandals. And so Rhett came to me a few weeks back uh, with uh, a part of a script that he has written and, uh, and a pretty good idea. And he has the ability to, uh, through the things that he's done in the modeling world and the music world, where he does have access to uh, some, some bigger names uh, for the project. And this is going to be a zombie movie. And right now we're working on um, uh, finding a uh, special effects supervisor for the movie and some, some special effects people for it. And we want to make this one uh, uh, pretty uh, pretty brutal. Uh, good little horror zombie movie, but with some comedy attached to it. And uh, yeah. and, and this one is also going to be pretty good. We're, we're, we're having a good time talking about it. And, uh, and like I said, I've known Rhett for 30 years. Rhett, Rhett's a smart guy. He's a, he's a diabolical genius. And uh and he's gonna put hundred percent of effort into uh getting the script done and and getting the funding and everything to uh put out something some quality work, man.
2: Man, that's a high that's a high compliment. A, a diabolical genius. I like that. He's a diabolical <laughs> genius,
0: I'll tell him that to his face.
2: <laughs>
0: ah. I'm asking uh, hypothetical. Uh, and that's all you know, uh and, and with Rhett, the the cool thing is is that um uh, like I said, we go we, we we go so far back. We're talking going back towards elementary school, uh, high school uh, up in Northern Virginia, Falls Church, Alexandria area, Bailey's Crossroads. Uh, so it's it's fun working with uh, people that you've known for so long, and hopefully we're going to be getting uh, uh Rhett on the soundtrack. We got some uh, some musician friends that we all went to high school with as well. Get them on the soundtrack. Oh, nice. I, uh, and and have it kind of a, a family affair uh, with uh, some of the most talented people from our Particular neighborhood growing up because uh, you know we all see kind of what each other is doing. I mean, uh, I don't know if Rhonda's going to get on it, but Rhonda Mansour, she's a she's a fantastic singer. Uh, she she's doing her thing. We all went to high school together. Maybe she might get on it. I don't know. She uh, she's pretty conservative. so I don't know if she would want to get on the uh, the bloody zombie movie thing, but uh, but Rhonda's talented in what she does. Uh, but you know, we have a lot of people from the old neighborhood, Bailey's Crossroads area, that. Are talented. They're doing their thing, and uh, why not hook up and do a little family affair, have some fun, uh, you know, get some special effects, make it real bloody, make it real funny, get some girls in there, you know, throw some. It's a zombie movie, nice. so throw some girls in there, you know. So do uh, it nice. real big, man. And like I said, Red's got yeah. some uh, contacts in the industry for uh, for some some uh, some bigger names that we're going to uh, talk about getting in on it too. And um, and right now, funding for that one is also looking really good. So. Uh, you know, again, it's that's uh, another one that is in pre production right now. We're still figuring out the uh the logistics, but uh that, that one
2: should be good as well. Nice, nice. Is that gonna have more of like a urban feel to it or more like a walking dead
1: rural kind of feel to
2: it?
0: Uh we're kinda of, we're 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 going back and forth on it and uh with this one, uh basically uh, a few months back, I was up in Philly working on the uh, the movie Death House, which is uh, mm-hmm. a horror movie uh, that's coming out later on this year. Working on getting that out by October. But Death House is what they call the expendables of horror. So you're going to get all the <laughs> all the guys that, that played all the uh, horror icons, you know, growing up. So you got Robert Englund, who played uh, Freddy. You got Kane Hodder, who played right. uh, Jason. All these guys right. are going to be all in one movie. And um, – and when we were up there filming that, we had a great time doing it. I love the special effects. It was my first ever horror movie. So I got to see some things uh, behind the scenes that really piqued my interest as far as different special effects. you know. And I, I talked to some of the guys up there that were doing them, and, uh, and it really piqued my interest. So when Rhett came at me with the idea, boom, you know, as soon as I, I, I heard what he was talking about, that's the first thing that hit my head. So, you know, we we kind of want to make it, you know, a little grimy, a little gritty. That's Rhett's style. That's my style. So, you know, it makes sense to do
2: that. Nice, nice. All right, so we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about um, different experiences you've had on a set. So uh, what, what's a, a bad experience or like an interesting kind of experience you've had on a set before?
3: Uh let's see here.
0: Bad experience. luckily um I haven't had too many uh and as far as bad things happen on set um you know I try not to be too sensitive about things. So you get some people where yeah. um you, you know you're working with a director that you don't know the guy you know uh so some people get offended when the director speaks to him kind of rudely. And uh, mm. and you can't, you can't act like that. I mean, he's a director. He's directing people. And uh, so I've I've kind of had directors that were rude and curt and blunt in what they were saying. But if you don't get offended by it, it's A-OK. You know, if he, he wants you to walk this way. He wants you to do this. He wants you to do that. And he's just trying to tell you as simply as possible. I've had other directors that were wishy-washy where they beat around the bush and you just don't know what the hell you're doing out there, you know?
3: That's
0: or, not good. Or not, not, you don't know what you're doing. You just don't know what he's looking for. Whereas the ones that oh. are like more curt or blunt, you know what they're looking for. You know, hey, I want you to walk here, go over there, slam the table, or something like that. So um, yeah. sometimes people get offended, and I try and just kind of tell them, oh, man, he didn't mean anything by that. He's just a – they're supposed to be jerks. That's what they're getting paid to do. Um, I had a production back in April uh, – this one was a weird one, just because uh, with ninety nine percent of productions I've ever done, if you talk to the crew, uh, Vera Chow, who was on the the American West, she was giving me hell one day about it because uh, she said one reason Ben keeps on coming back to Stephen David Entertainment Pictures is because he never complains, even when he's supposed to complain, he never complains. So I try to huh. just not be a complainer. And so we had this one. Uh, that we were filming up in Baltimore uh April the 1st it was uh early April and I, you know I did the role I was I was signed on for I think 4 days at the beginning and then um I hit it off with the director real good guy and um and he liked how I portrayed the role so he was talking to me and he said we're going to bring you be bringing you back for more than what you've already signed on for. So it was only for four days, but they wanted me back for an additional six days or something like that. But that wasn't on paper or anything. That was just what the director said. And um, so that first day I left set and drove home like normal. And I got home and when I took my clothes off, I noticed that I had a bunch of bug bites around my waistband, (laughs) waistband area. And I'm like, well, what the hell is this? This is this is weird, and we're not talking, like, little little things here. We're talking about big welts. And, um, you know, so I'm like, this is this is very odd. And, uh, you know, like I said before, with my style, I expect to come up off the of set with bumps and bruises, scrapes, cuts, and a big deal. You know, it, it, that's just all part of doing what I do. Um, and I'll even accept, you know, one bug bite, two bug bites. But I got about a dozen of them from unknown origin. Who knows what bit me? Um, and the only thing that we could figure out was that we didn't know where, I guess, the, the wardrobe was beforehand or something like that. I don't know if it was washed or what. Um, so I called up wardrobe, and, and I talked to the uh, um, wardrobe department, who I've, I'm friends with. I, I've worked with her before, you know, and, and, and that was the whole thing, is I liked everybody on, on the set that day. We had a great shoot. I liked everybody. there's no problems. It's just I came off with these bug bites here and um and it, it, the production company, I understand liability and everything else um and we're independent contractors, so it's not really their problem after the fact, you know what i mean it's it's being non union there's really no get back uh with something like this so mm. um so I came up uh, you know, they kind of blew me off, which i i I didn't like, so. I kind of pushed the matter a little bit just because I wanted to kind of investigate and figure out what exactly bit me, you know, if it was bed bugs or what, uh, you know, just from, well, from being in the hotel industry for so long, you know, I know I know all about pests and and different uh, different types of vermin and stuff. And each one you treat somewhat differently. So I just want to know how I should treat myself and what I should do here. Um, and it kind of blew me off. So, unfortunately, I called up. I called the casting company and canceled the rest of my days just because I, I wasn't, uh, you know, confident in the response from the production company. Just because I don't know, I didn't know if this was an issue just with me or if this was a full production issue or what. You know, I just you just don't know with something like this. Uh, so I canceled my days. Now, at the end of the day, I finally got a hold of the uh, production company. And they took care of me, so I got no issue with the production company. At the end of the day, it just took them a couple of weeks to kind of get on the ball with this one. And in those couple of weeks, I was highly uncomfortable. Understand? Uh, just <laughs> you know, itching a whole lot. You know, not not knowing what these what these welts are, and not knowing what bit me. Do I have Lyme disease? Do you know? I don't know what the hell is happening right now. Uh, so in those in those couple of weeks, it was very uncomfortable. But in the, at the end of the day. Uh you know, they took care of me. It it was good to go. It's just one of those things where you can look back and say, Man, I was messed up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Um another bad time was uh mm-hmm. uh it's like I said before, it's all about oh. chemistry. Uh hey, you ben, know, so, we
2: we're, we're, we're hold on Ben. Uh, we gotta, yeah, uh, go, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, man, sometimes two minutes Yeah, we got two minutes left. Uh I don't know if they have time. Can you talk for like 90 seconds, just very, very briefly kind of sum up. How you do so well with your own bookings? You book yourself. So talk about yeah. that and just wrap up, and then we'll, we'll call the night. night.
0: Um, I'm my own rep. Just keep grinding. Uh, you, you know, that's like a Joe Fisher. Uh, that's my dude, man. I worked with him just the other day. And, uh, and that yeah. mentality that you have, you just got to be passionate about what you're doing. Uh, passion is big in my life right now. I'm, I'm pretty passionate with everything that's going on. Uh, I have the passion. And be willing to to grind. I mean, it's 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 if I go more than a couple of days without booking something, uh, some people get disillusioned or they start you know kind of looking elsewhere for for stuff. And I force myself to dig harder. You know, talk to people out of town, uh, talk to people in Philly, New York, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. You know, uh, figure out who these people are. Every time we watch a movie, figure out who cast that movie, then uh, find them on Facebook and uh, you know just kind of learn more about them and um just keep grinding. Don't be afraid to make a fool out of yourself. That's the number one rule with acting. Uh, you know, have some principles. I mean, don't go all oh, nutso with it, but uh,
3: uh,
0: <laughs> kind of, you know, broaden your horizons, uh, open up your standards, uh, have your foundation, things that you know that you can do, and concentrate on those. And then you kind of break off from uh, from that foundation and do a couple little different things. You know, if, if you want to do some archy stuff over here, comedy over here, uh, you know, but know your foundation, know what you can do well. And, um, and don't complain, just, you know, go to set, make some jokes, make people laugh and you'll be invited back. I mean, it's real. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> That's you know, basically it. Yeah. Uh, every, every company I work for typically invites me back at some point. And, um, I, I think that speaks highly on whatever I'm doing on set. I don't really do anything out of the ordinary. I just kind of go there, be myself, work hard, uh, Take the character that that's on the paper and and work that character uh, and just try not to look like you're acting.
2: <laughs>
0: Act like man, you're not acting. Man,
2: Ben, we're going to have to that's wrap right. up, man. We could talk all night. I should have booked an hour. And uh, we definitely have we got, you gotta, on again, got, man. We'll, yeah, man. Yeah, man, we're going to do a part
0: two. It sounds like we're going to do a part two.
2: We will. We definitely will. Okay, Ben, well, it was great to talk to you, man, and uh, you have a great night. Hey, thanks, William. Good to talk to you, man. Take care. All right, folks. Uh, make sure you do something for your career every day and break a leg. Good night. Looking for a show to see this weekend? Look no further than DC Metro Theater Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit DCMetroTheaterArts.com That's DCMetroTheaterArts.com
3: under the dark you pacify me Hold my breath Take me down, I won't fight Beat of my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my dead Make the town no one can find us.